We're back. We're back, baby. Oh, yeah. We are, you know, we're post pandemic. Two characters walk into a bar, version 2.0. We are back. I am. 2.0. This is like 27,000. But but we we had a you know we had our format and then we had to go um, video because oh, yeah. we, we had to be socially distanced and we miss couldn't our faces don't you yeah and, and <laughs> <laughs> I have a great, great face, face for for, radio. Uh, for audio podcasts <laughs> so anyway I am Cantor Matt Axrod from Scotch Plains New Jersey and I am here with the shining shining yeah. new penny. I'm <laughs> shiny new penny. How, that's, that's that quite, was actually a really that's clever. quite impressive. Okay, anyway, okay. so I'm yeah. Cantor Penny Myers from, from Buffalo, New it York. Is, is Buffalo balmy this time of year, or not so much? It was this past weekend. Yes, it yeah. really, really was. In fact, it was so much that Bennett, my husband, actually drained our hot tub and cleaned it and refilled it. So it was warm enough to do that. Excellent and. Uh, it's it's March and March Madness and and <laughs> spring is not far behind and in, in a lot of cases we have been able to get rid of our masks or oh at least goodness. not wear them as much or not be required or it's at our discretion. Um, but it you know, feels like I, I, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you as please because one. I interrupt all the time so you That's interrupt right. me all the time. First of all, I just cannot believe you didn't make fun of Buffalo, but whatever. I'm Go to, Bills. I'm I'm, oh, trying to be, I'm trying to be a better person. Okay. You are a good person. <laughs> what was I going to say? I don't even remember. This is what happens. All right, all right take, take a sip of your old fashioned I, and I, ground I yourself. I, I, okay. am, I am here. I am one. Okay. All right, so as Matt said, we are in March. And I think that with all, with, with many states um, lifting restrictions, there is a sense, and this is basketball related and not basketball related, there is a sense of March Madness, spring you, fever. So it's like a metaphorical March Madness. Yes. Wow, that's deep. I know. <laughs> I, that's I'm what here, the old fashions do. I'm here with a deep penny Myers. Deep. Shiny, new, and deep. <laughs> Shiny, deep penny Myers. Yeah. It, it, it really does feel like a new beginning. Um, Throw this little anecdote out. Okay. Last week, I buried a woman who was from Ukraine, was born into the war eight, over eight decades ago, and she died, you know, during this recent war, I suppose you would say. And it was interesting, she was a woman ahead of her time in a time where women practicing religion or within the homes or in the workplaces was not as... Um, egalitarian as it is now and she was a force to re- be reckoned with they were through the moon that a female cantor was officiating the Leviah, their, the funeral of, of this woman way to bring us down no just kidding <laughs> no no no, 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 no. no, no I, they I, were like I, I very I, impressed I, and there were a lot of things happening so with that with that inspirational story you've also led us into a, a perfectly good segue for our topic this episode we're we're going to discuss sort of all things gender but with a with an eye towards how can we be the most inclusive 
with our student population, you know, our kids, but our adults also. Um, and one thing I wanted to talk about is the, the limitations that we have that are sort of built in our tradition, built in you know, our religion, but also built into the Hebrew language itself. That's right. And it also shares the same similarities of pronouns and nouns taking on masculine or feminine form when we're discussing nouns. And it's akin or likens that to the Romance languages of French and Spanish and Italian. Where every noun has a gender. Has, yeah, an art, yeah, an article or whatnot. So, I mean, first Where of all... Where in English, we say the car. Right. La voiture. Right, that which would be Ooh, feminine. <laughs> That's right. But, so, first of all, the, the obvious thing with that is that we use all male nomenclature and pronouns and everything for talking about God, for talking about the deity. Um, so automatically, everything feels um, patriarchal, everything is masculine, Every all the terminology that we use. Except um, for Shekhinah. Which, right, that is, you're right, that is a feminine... But that's, that's pretty much it. Um, and then, of course, so all of our Sidorim, all of our prayer books, translate God, you know, using male terms also. Um, so, you know, that's one thing. But I, I wanted to get into how difficult and sometimes disturbing it feels now that whenever I start a new bar or a student, and of course even just using that term, which we'll talk about in a second, um, but whenever I start a new student and we're learning the prayers, you know, one of the very first prayers we learn is going to be the introductory blessings that we do on Saturday morning, or really any weekday morning. Okay, blessings of the morning. Right, so one of the, you know, one of those early blessings is we thank God for making us free people, for making us free. And, and those blessings are termed in the singular, not in the plural. So they use Sha'asani Ben Horin or Sha'asani Batkorin, which means made, that they made, made me free. Made me free, but one is in the male gender and one is in the female gender, and those are just grammatically what we use. And it's all very straightforward, and up until a couple, whatever, years ago, for my entire career, I never gave an action. And now, that's really never surprising. That's really surprising. And well, I'm, I'm why, a little Why would I, short, as an old male guy, long in the right, tooth, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you that the past five years of my cantorate, I have been using words with students saying those who identify as female, those who identify as male. And those who are non-binary. So, what about what do you do for the non-binary? I mean, I use the plural they them. Or, or, but in in Hebrew, what would you do? Atem, atem. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think that. Uh, I would say atem because because that's mis, mixed gender. Right. And, we and, always take on the right. masculine. And by the way, that also parallels the Romance languages too, like French, that has the you know vu instead of two. That the plural you is used commonly and can be used singular in a singular, um, you know, that's situation. Very I love easily. that you're bringing up French well, and Hebrew and English. I, well, you know, we are we're Renaissance cantors. We really are. Yeah. yeah. We really are, and even though you and I are not the same generation. We're 
not that far <laughs> behind me. <laughs> what, is, what is the years of generation? Like, dear many, listeners, dear <laughs> you, can't, you can't see right now. But Penny Matt is, is only, very angry. Penny is only something, I don't know, what are you looking at? 40, 47. Okay, you are only eight years younger than I am. That is it. I am 55. You oh my are God! Forty-seven. Like you were we are sixty. The, oh we are the same generation. <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna. Okay. Take um, a brief break we here are not. A, I, the next drink is gonna be on me. By the way, you better suck that down first quickly. Of all, first of all, I'm gonna knock this drink over, so it's gonna okay, be on you. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Slicha. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, thought, I don't know 60, why. I thought sixty. <laughs> so oh. I'm thinking. Oh, there's thirteen years. That's a generation. Please tell me you didn't really think I was sixty. <laughs> You know, I remember your 50th birthday fondly. We were out for dinner at a Canada's Assembly yeah, thing. Right. We had dinner. It was around because the BC meeting. Because our meetings always coincide Nove- with my birthday in November. Yeah, November. I'm not going to say the date, but I know what it is. My birthday is November, November 14th, 14th, so if you go back and listen to these episodes and it's around that time, please send me a happy birthday message. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, but anyway, 75th convention. Okay. But that's not your 75th birthday, but it will be on your yeah, birthday. Yeah, it will be. You're right. Absolutely. But he won't be okay. 75. All right, but but we digress. All right. So, uh, all right. So, getting back to that example of the blessing. So we are in, in the same easy, generation. I just want to make it clear we're the okay. same generation. And and one sort of very simple uh, solution is we say Shasani Bene. Right. The, you know, um, Bene of course is the is the plural for. Um, ben or bud. So that's Mixed easy. gender. And but, actually, that makes but that makes sense, Matt. We should be, but I think we should be using that all the time. I, I think, I, there are so many situations, I mean, first of all, okay, a lot to talk about, and it's, it's all, like, it all wants to explode on my brain, so. Well, I think um, Matt is just still traumatized that I thought he was <laughs> way older than he is. I'm going to need <laughs> He's, another Yes, I know, I'm, I'm looking okay. at the guy and I'm pointing yeah. my finger. Yeah, thank yeah. you. When I sit with a student, what I do, what I've gotten in the habit of doing now is when we get to that blessing, and the kids usually already know what that, you know, Ben slash but means. You know, they already, I don't need to explain it to them. They, they usually already know it. But when we get to it, I'm, I just will simply say, you know, um, you know, one is the masculine form, one is the feminine form. Um, choose one. Choose. Choose. And it's not a perfect solution. Uh, but I just feel that it's not my place to say you have to say Ben, you have to say but. Even though, you know, clearly in ninety nine point nine percent of the cases, it's it's but, not an issue. But I just feel that it sets a tone. But do you offer them Benet? Because I, they I, might be I don't, non-binary. But I think that fluid. I will from this moment forward. Really? Yep. Yep, I think I will offer that. Kolakavod. Um, in in fact, in fact, I will go on further. I might advocate to just simply say or ask, may we just teach this blessing and just say B'nai Torin and just be done with it. Right. And just be done with it. Right, because it's 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 inclusive. The word is actually, you know, etymologically. Well, etymologically. Etymologically. After the second drink, that's but not when you happen. say yeah, but when you say like when we teach 
the grammar, when we've been in school and learning Hebrew, or when we are learning a foreign language, we say mixed gender. That's what we say when we're teaching the plural of they, them. And I think that there is... Um, that is a that is a concept that we can use to our advantage with everyone that we encounter. So, another situation which comes up all the time is the blessing for our children right. on Friday evenings. For those who are not familiar, it is customary on Friday evening during. Uh, you know, our, our Shabbat Kiddush or during Friday night services, depending on the context or... After, your, after candles right, is what we right. do. I mean, yeah. depending on whatever your custom is or if you do it communally in temple or if you do it privately at home or whatever, it's customary to bless your children. And there's a formula that one says for your sons and there is a formula that one says for one's father. It, it automatically says... It, it's a binary thing. It automatically says... This has to be for males, this has to be for females, and that's it. What you about B'nai Yisrael? I mean, pity the poor family with, with a child who's non-binary or transgender yeah. or questioning. And, and it, it's just, we put them in the situation and it's needless. And I'm not sure why, other than maybe people just haven't thought to make a, a unisex blessing for our children. And it can't be that difficult. It cannot, no. And, and as Chazanim, I think that we have the ability to, I think that we should advocate for that kind of change in our Sidurim or, you know, um, even our Machzarim. I think that it's very important that we recognize that while this is not a new concept of, you know, Gender binary, not binary. Well, you know what? Actually, I think it is. I think it is a very new concept. I, I think in 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 the scale of our rituals, I think it is a brand new concept for many people. Okay, not, of a certain not, generation. Right, but you know, think of the arc of Jewish ritual mm-hmm. and how things have changed um, in the last 30, 20, 10, and five years. This is. This is like yesterday. The, the awareness of this. I think it's. I think it's more recent in the public arena. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. becoming more aware. And sitting around, I I know on my Shabbos tish, my Shabbat table, with my kids, talking about gender fluidity, non-binary, help having them teach me and Bennett, my husband, about you know individualism in this way regarding gender, I almost wonder if we should even go radically more higher and maybe it's in, 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 you know, see people as individuals as opposed to gender. Mm-hmm. But that's unfortunately not the reality of how we've been socialized since birth. Right. Right. And, you know, and, and of course you always run into the, the people who feel that if you do anything differently, if you stray from the words that they remember from other generations or that they read in the in the Siddur, so it has to be, you know, if it's in the Siddur, it has to be right, it has to be sacrosanct, yeah. that slippery slope and we're getting away from tradition. Um, there are those who think that this is, there, there are those who think 
I mean, that this is a made-up issue. And, I mean, look at what's going on politically right now in, in right. Texas and Florida. Right. Um, I, I, we can't get know. to it. I mean, I will get very, Right. I mean, very, so let, very let's not even go there. Yes, let's, let's not. Right. But, but... I mean, let's talk I, about what we can do in our own I think that in our own communities, we can advocate without having to highlight an individual that we know is you know, non-binary or gender fluid or transitioning or whatnot. I really think that it is our duty. You know, we are told from the Torah to welcome the stranger. We are strangers in our own land. And so I find this cognitive dissonance with those, with some rare groups of people who think that this is just a trend or that this is something made up, just as you alluded to earlier. It also occurred to me that I made a sentence. You did. I actually you, made. You made many sentences. I did, and I made. You, you're apparently I, not drinking enough at the bar. I know. Here. I gave you my extra drink, but I'll tell you, I'm actually a little shocked that I was able to pull that out. That's pretty good. That, that's impressive. See, this it's is, almost rabbinic. That's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so is Penny. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe that maybe we'll, that will we'll be mark, our next. Yeah, we'll, we'll mark a milestone. That, you know, to, we'll, we'll keep you in suspense, but we'll, we'll mark a milestone at some. Soon, something not related some, to this. Some future episode in the near future. But, okay. That's right. But it also occurred to me that what what we need to do is we need to create, as they say, a safe space. We need to create a space for all individuals to be whatever they want to be, however they want to be, and whenever they want to be. That means Amen. that means that. You know, the bar or bat mitzvah, or the, let's say, let me, let me use the B'nai Mitzvah student who, who comes to me at age you know, 12 and a half, that that person, so, you know, to make that person choose Ben, Bat, or even B'nai doesn't necessarily indicate what that person might feel when they're 15, when they're 18, when they're 30. Or how about an adult B'nai Mitzvah? Right. So, exactly. So... If we just use gender non-specific and non-binary terms all the time, then it just then people can be however they want to be at whatever stage they are. As teachers and educators and chazanim, as cantors and rabbis and educators, I think just as one of our oldest prayers, Aleinu l'shabbat, it is up to us to make holy, make sacred life and all life. Mm -hmm. And it is up to us within our own communities, I think, that we we are called to serve our communities and meet them where they are at that moment. And that that's it. I mean everything we, we talk about, everything everything we do, kids, adults, prayer, everything is all about meeting people where they are. We had a thing about that. We had we an did. episode about we that. Did. And the, the problem is, and, and where there's a disconnect with people who, who just no longer feel connected to the religion, is that they're not being met. That the religion says it must be this way, and, and, and this is the way it has to be, and, you know, they're just, they're, it has left them behind. It's alienated, no it's alienated chunks of our population because it is very stringent in the Hebrew text. So a, another aspect of this, and this really pertains a lot more to adults as well as, as young people, but 
it's all about wardrobe. It's all about, and I'm not talking about what we wear. Because I would love I, to have a conversation well, about wardrobe. Well, I think, I think, we, I think we have, or, or, or like, well, you know, as far as what people wear or dress codes or things, and we obviously have huge opinions on that, but I was talking about ritual dress. All right, so traditionally, right? When I say traditional, that means we're flashing back to black and white, old-fashioned, old-timey days, and men wore tully, and men wore tefillin, and men wore a kippah or a hat, and women, if they, you know, were even allowed to come to show or to be seen or heard or anything like that, right? They or a hat, right? So they didn't, you know, they wore none of that, but they, you know, maybe would cover their hair with a with a hat or a fancy hat or one of the oily things, right? Okay. Which is a way. Right. But now, you know, and flash forward to the to the present. Now, you know, everything hopefully is egalitarian. So, the ritual of talit, filling, kippah, all that is of course open to women as well. The problem is, and we're just—I guess this is an evolving thing. We're not—we're not there yet. But the problem is, I just said, those rituals are open to women, but they're not required of women. That's right. And, and even if they are obligated, let's say, I mean, let, let's say that conservative, you know, halakha says, yes, it, you know, the egalitarian there is obligated as males are. That, you know, that's on paper, but in is it practice, really? yeah. in, a, in a synagogue, in a conservative synagogue, let's say, is it expected? Is it, I mean, it, you would see, you know, a woman sitting in services and she's not wearing a tully, and you wouldn't think anything of it. If you saw a man sitting on Shabbat services and not wearing tully, it would it would look strange. You'd think like, all right, well, is he? Maybe he's a non-Jewish guest. Maybe he doesn't know our customs, or he's you know, it's not, or he didn't know where it was, or something. Whatever. You're already doing the math in your head, and that leads to all sorts of. Well, first of all, it leads to like a tier system to say, you know, males have to do this, this, and this, and we do this to our boys also. You know, we tell our boys you have to put a kippah on when you come to Hebrew school. We, May or may not say that to our girls. And Interesting. That, and, and this probably differs um, in people's specific situations, but it's not. I'm, I assume it's not a universal thing. And and I, I, I you are completely on the mark. You are correct, sir. Yes, you are. Do you feel better now? <laughs> I feel better. You feel now. better. <laughs> He's not so long in the tooth. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I want you to know that a week ago or so, I was davening in, in shul, um, not my shul. Not like a subway station? No, no, okay. no. but I, I joined Minyan, it was Rosh Kodesh, and um, I was the only female present, and I donned my talit and laid tefillin. And while this synagogue is a conservative shul, the men appeared to be surprised because I don't think that the women who attend shul there feel comfortable or understand about the beautiful mitzvah of laying tefillin. And, and I'm sure it's like what you just said. I'm sure it's it's regional and depends on sure. the situation. And sure. in some cases, it wouldn't bat an eyelash. People wouldn't bat an eyelash, and then others they've never seen it before. Right, and I never felt so exposed in a way that I was keenly aware of my gender. I, I, it made me uncomfortable that the curious 
gentleman within the minyan I don't think had ever seen or it's not common a woman to don late fillin and I had never been more keenly aware of my gender at that moment in in one sense we can say well this is a good thing because now they've seen it um, it's, it will be it will no longer be the first time they come across it the next time they come across it um, but but it's uncomfortable that you have to be that person that you you know, you want to get in the zone. You just want to do your thing. Everyone gets there. to everyone want, gets to go to services and, and, yeah, and, and why can't you pew. get to do it? Right? I want to be a Jew in the pew. Um, it also leads to awkward situations where, I, as I've said, we, you know, people either we or those we empower in our congregations, you know, the gabayim or the ushers or whoever, we that we are forced to be in the role of gender enforcers. So when, right, so when people come in, you know, immediately, oh, sir, you have to put on a kippah, yeah. or you know, you have to, or you know, you can't, right, or you can't come out to the bima without this, and women have to have their heads covered, but here, but not there, and it, it becomes a bit of a circus. And and what has happened? I've I've actually heard of this happening, and I'm, I'm sure other people have as well. That some well-meaning person goes to somebody sitting in the pew and says, you know, excuse me, sir, you have to have your head covered, and it's a woman. Yes. And, you yes. know, so awkward and disturbing and no one's place. It's, it's no one's place to enforce gender or wardrobe. And, and people will push back on this and people will say, well, no, you, you know, we have standards and, it, you know, you have to have your males have to have their heads covered or, or something. I, I personally would, would feel much better if we put a big sign in front of the entrance to the sanctuary with a big vat of kippot and a big pile of talit and to say, you know, it is it is customary and expected or traditional, whatever word you want to use, respectful, to, to demonstrate respect, you know, it, by entering the sanctuary with your heads covered and to wear talit. I think we should be very careful requiring, you know, members of our, members of our religion to do a certain thing in a certain way based on gender. And that's what, we're, that's what we're talking about. We're not saying, no, you, you know, you know, you may not bring a cheeseburger into our synagogue and to say, well, you know, it's their choice to bring... No, Bacon we're not, cheeseburger. Right, we're not saying no. that. We're, no. What we're saying is these are, these are customs and rituals that, we, that are very important to us and that we respect, but they are based on gender. And that... That is what sets it apart. But it, it doesn't apply to, you know, issues of kashrut right, or right. this or that. It, it applies to assuming that one person belongs to one gender and must be required to wear or put on one thing and the other person doesn't. This compartmentalization of individuals into a box is something that infuriates me, frustrates me, and compels me to speak my voice even louder to advocate for more inclusivity as opposed to putting people in a specific box. We, we have some takeaways from this. I, I mean, oh I, I'm, I'm already inspired to make some, yes. some easy... To, and these, are, these don't have to be, you know, huge... Changes. You know, you know yeah. huge changes. Um, these can just be very easy, transparent changes that most people will never notice. 
Um, so my example of, I, I think I might play around with, with just teaching that one blessing in the, right, in the non-gender specific form and just be done with it. Um, very few people will know. And, and I would like to come up with, and, and you know, it, it, it cannot be very difficult at all, one appropriate gender non-specific blessing that we can give our children. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Okay. Um, and it can use much of the same language uh, and formula that we use now, but and and you know already a lot of people already use the term b'nai mitzvah as a singular right or b mitzvah right. which is that, the letter not, b which not is crazy. It just, why because I don't know it just b mitzvah I. It just, I don't know. It, yeah, it it's doesn't a, feel, that doesn't, all right, fine, I, I get that. It just doesn't that. feel, I'm, oh, I'm going to use the word authentic, but b'nai mitzvah is like an actual Hebrew term. It's Hebrew word, <laughs> b'nai mitzvah. B mitzvah doesn't really have a meaning. It's just, I To mean, me, it's like b um mitzvah, but I, that's not exactly what. We, I mean, we say bar mitzvah in English and Hebrew. We say bat mitzvah in English and Hebrew. Actually, why can't bar we just mitzvah, say mitzvah, is, mitzvah is Aramaic. Let's just be straight yeah, about that. Yeah, I mean, bar, okay. right. The, the word bar is... God, is I'm Aramaic. sounding more and more <laughs> weird <laughs> Wow, I, I, you almost sound rabbinical. I know. Okay, but stay, it's kind of crazy. Tuned, yeah. All right, well, we do have to wrap things up. I... This was this was really worth good this was worth the two old fashions that I put away while I was drinking. I am happy while I was, happy while I was drinking this while, while I was recording this. See the two old fashions yeah. while he yeah. was drinking this, but I think this is an ongoing discussion, yeah. and I think if you are listening, what I what my hope for you would be to urge you, compel you to make change or consider this route this trajectory within your own community within your own synagogue regardless of your role whether you're a congregant a lay leader whatnot because more and more people are feeling comfortable with self-identification in a way that we've never seen before and we need to open our tent just as wide as Abraham did and and even better if you're listening and you have comment get back to us you know how to reach us we're all over facebook you you know our 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 podcast website anywhere you, you can you know how to reach us let us know that maybe you're already doing all this stuff commonly we you know obviously we, we've just scratched the surface of this topic and penny you said um you know like in the last year or, or coming i mean or I would be very interested to know if we revisit this episode, if we go back, if we flash forward a year from now, like to next year, 2023. God even, willing, we go no back pandemic. And we, and we listen to this episode, and I wonder if already we'll be like, wow, you know, that already seems so old-fashioned. Everyone's already thinking about this and doing, because I think things are moving that fast. I'm, I'm grateful for that. So, I'm grateful... I'm grateful that we're sitting in this bar together. Amen. Like old times and enjoying. Um, we hope that uh, in the future you will be able to join us sitting at the bar and you pull up a stool. We'll get you an old fashioned. Even if you see us out in public. Yeah. Or yeah, you can, of us. Yeah, if you see us out in public, definitely invite us to a bar. But if you join us <laughs> while, while we're sitting here, um, as we always like to say, the, the drinks, drinks are, are on us. us.